And we're off back again with Gregorian rant. And uh, we've got a guest host. My first guest guest host without it being my wife. And no, it is not Father Sean. I have Father Vitold here with me. me. Hello, everyone. So I thought this would be awesome. We've had a lot of requests and people asking, you know, um, I guess a quick backstory is Father Brian got two new um, priests assigned Our Lady of Lords in St. Louis Parish. And we've had an intro with Father Sean once I had my bike accident, but Father Vitold is our other new priest. Mm -hmm. And um, I have so many questions for you. And primarily the biggest one I have is, I mean, and why I thought this would be so fun is one to get an introduction of you and kind of your backstory, because you are quote unquote, a foreign priest mm-hmm. and how all that kind of plays into it. But there's so much about like the life aspect of it yeah. that, I mean, you're from Paul, I'll, I'll let you kind of dive into that, but it's something that I feel like when you show up to a parish and even if you're a guest, you get assigned someone that is a quote unquote foreign priest, it kind of just has a stigma around it. And how does that play into, I don't think I've ever really thought about what that's like actually being the priest. I've seen it from the parishioner standpoint, mm-hmm. but, um, father V told little backstory, where are you from? Um, and yeah, kind of dive into a little bit of where you're from and how you kind of landed in the archdiocese of Denver. I think that'd be awesome to know. Yeah. You know, first of all, thank you so much for having me because uh, <laughs> being on the radio podcast, it's, it's a great joy. And uh, even before I became a seminarian, like back in Poland, I was like, yeah, it would, look, it would be great to be like a co-host or at least a guest <laughs> in a podcast. This is great. So I love this stuff. So yeah, I'm from Poland and I'm now 31 years old. And But then really going back, it would have to go like to my junior high, high school. I was really into science and physics. So that was my goal. And I remember when I was like like a freshman in junior high, uh, I just uh, fell in love fell in love with physics. It was just like wow, wow this is this is great. I remember my first day in junior high. Uh, actually the day before my dad told me like, you know, when I was your age, uh, you know, I got always like B in physics. I'm like and I just thought to myself I want to be better than my dad. Totally. So I need A's <laughs> or A plus, you know. So I remember first class, I just fell in love. I'm like, this is it. This is what I want to do in my life. Physics. And physics. Wow. Know? And okay. math is like a language of science of, you know, physics. So it was connected and chemistry was added in the, when I was a senior. Whole high school was just about physics. So I attended, you know, the best high school in my town. and. Um, I was one of the best in my high school in physics and math. And that was the kind of, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. So when you are in high school, you have to pass the last exam, which is, we called it matura. So it means you mature. Okay. Like you're an adult because you're 19 years old at this point. Yep. And so you go to college. So I passed the test and all of this stuff and went to Warsaw University of Technology. That's Warsaw. It's our capital of Poland. and. Uh, this university is like MIT in Boston. It's like the best. Wow. And is I, it the same kind of structure? Like you have to apply, get in, like, it's not just, uh, uh yeah. Like, so in Poland, if you want to apply to, you know, any college, you have to pass this final exam okay. in high school. And this is like a, you know, point 
kind of view and they they know if you would fit in or not and, and it's so. standardized among all high schools in poland yeah. mm -hmm. similar to like the sat yes. kind of here okay kind of the stuff so uh, i got accepted easily and nice. uh, i became a freshman really first time as you know as a 19 year old uh, in a huge city that was kind of my dream to live there how far away was that from your so, hometown like 200 miles okay yeah, well, like for Poland, it's it's a lot because Poland's the size of New Mexico, <laughs> and like for me, one hundred miles in Poland's look huge. You yeah, know, like one day of travel, like here it, it doesn't matter, but like in Poland, it is a huge thing. So anyway, I was in Warsaw, really into physics and science and so on, and that was my dream, and it's it was really great. To what did you want to do with that? So I wanted to become a professor at okay. the university and do my PhD, and then you know. Finding a wife, having kids, yeah. and huge house. That was the goal. Well, not, you know, this plan was mine. Uh, not, not, you know, God, uh, God's plan. He has a different one. And so I just met a group of Christian uh, students, really like Catholics and Protestants. And I, they just invited me to, to come to the meetings. I started reading the Bible, like, like first time in my life, like seriously, I started praying. And it took me just six months, I guess, when I realized physics is not the way. Wow. And did I you, was shocked. Did you grow up in a, was your family Catholic or Christian or? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, like everyone is Catholic in Poland. Okay. Like I was going to ask that. 90, I mean, 90 plus percent of Poland is Catholic. Wow. I didn't know that. Everyone is baptized. I, I, all of my friends were Catholics and like, uh. It was, it, even today, it's weird when you are not Catholic in Poland. Like, everyone is. <laughs> it's like, kind of refreshing. Know. Wow, okay. So, it was, it was interesting. And, but I just met this group of Christians, and none of them were Catholics. Interesting. And we had these meetings and so on, and we, we had, like, a Bible studies, and uh, I met a lot of, you know, good, good guys and girls, and I made a lot of friends. And I just realized after, like, six months, like... Uh, I think I should really commit my life to God, like seriously. That's what I want to do with physics, but with with God. And so it was scary because uh, it's like I've been doing this, like pursuing my dreams for the last six, eight years. Yeah. And now I realize like I just hit the wall. This is this is not what I want to do with my life. And so I was surprised, and but I was really like on fire for God. Yeah. And I told my parents, but... I just want to, you know, uh, go to the seminary, but not the regular one like diocesan, like becoming a diocesan priest at the parish would be better to be a missionary, like in Africa, Asia, like going to the jungle, like really like the apostles 2000 years ago, going to the you know, unknown. Yeah. That's, and learning new languages and cultures. And I was like, yeah, I love traveling. I would love to do it. And uh, especially my dad, he was like, you know what, maybe take it easy. You know, everyone was Catholic, is Catholic, so my parents were like, open, it's fine if you want to become priest. So they, they, were, um, they were open to it? Yeah. Okay. And now, you know, they, they, my parents were always like, it really, I always had their support. So Got it. it. Do you it, have it, siblings? Just one younger brother. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I told my parents and they were like, fine, but maybe my mom, she was like, no, maybe like you can stay here in Poland. Yeah. You can become a priest, that's okay with us, but like here. Not that's like, right. Stay within uh, our 200 not miles. in the jungle, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, 
no, well, I really want to do this, you know, and that's my life. I know you are my parents, but I want to do, I think, what God wants me to do. Wow. And they were like, okay. So actually, I didn't know where to go because you have different, like, orders. I knew, like, Franciscans, Dominicans, you know. Yeah. And they are mostly, like, you know, into, like, cities and all this stuff. And I was looking for some kind of society order that would go, like, outside of Europe and then, you know, to the unknown regions or like the jungle as i said before so i found a really good order it's called uh, the i think it's called the society of divine word the so, society of divine word yeah so okay. their goal is actually to be like missionary priests and brothers working you know everywhere wow so i like this idea i applied i got accepted and the summer I was about to enter, like in September, to novitiate, uh, I met a girl at the of Bible course. camp. <laughs> of course. And so, and I was so like, I didn't know what to do because she was like perfect. Like, you would be like, I could marry this girl, like, even tomorrow. Yeah. Like, she was studying math, which was like, oh. she was like beautiful and smart and she was really a good catholic and i'm like and this was still in poland yeah it's okay. in poland and so i didn't know what to do now i think that that was the kind of sign from god but i was like okay i need i need some time to really think about this priesthood thing yeah so i told the uh, the priest at the at the society that i need i need to wait you know, guys, can you give me like a year? I need to just think. Maybe I should like do something and, you know, still develop my relationship with God, but really not entering any seminary, society, order. But, you know, maybe I should date this girl. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway. Because at this point, you're what, 22? I was, 20... I was 22 at this point. Okay. So 21, 21. Okay. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I need some time. And my parents were like happy. Yeah. This is great, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I started dating with her and it was great, but she was from a different city. So, and it was like two hours between us. It was difficult. She was studying at, you know, this, this university at her hometown. And so we could see each other on the weekends, which was difficult. And then like Skype or Zoom yeah. know, on the weekdays. Um, uh, but the, the, it was great, got her experience. But after our, you know, uh, one hour and a half. Uh, she decided that you know this is this relationship doesn't go into like marriage in the future. Okay. So we were serious from the very beginning. That's about the Catholic dating stuff. But I was serious from the first day with my girlfriend. Like this relationship is not just fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are dating to see if we can get married in the future. Yeah. So we got to this point. Like no, not it. It and was painful, but. Uh, yeah, that was like mutual decision. And, and and when you when you travel, when you say you were two hours apart in Poland, is it kind of like, you know, Italy or Europe where it's a lot of train travel mm -hmm. or is it yeah. car, both? Train. Okay. I was a student still. You hopped in the train and went. When I was dating her, uh, I found a job at the furniture company. And then <laughs> like after like 5 p.m., because I, w I still remember like physics and, and math stuff. Yeah. I was like a private tutor for like 20 students. Oh, wow. So I worked like two full-time, you know, jobs and having girlfriend, it was really difficult. A lot. You know? Yeah. A lot. 
but the goal is to you know to to really do my best and and besides that on the weekends i was studying theology at the university okay people so because i wanted to get you know uh, get known god more and so it was difficult but it was like for almost two hours and then we decided that that's not this relationship doesn't go you know uh, into marriage in the future so and I this that was it's funny because there was I think this kind of sign from God because I like when I was praying but when I was still in a relationship with her, I said, God, she is like perfect, and I will not break up with her. So if you want me to become a priest, you have to do something. Let her break up with me. <laughs> he did. He did. So, uh, yeah, I was like ready, uh, and then um, the same year that was two thousand. Uh, no, sorry, 2018, 20, I think, 20, 22. Yeah, I was like, okay. Uh, I was studying theology for like lay people. I like it. Yeah. Because of like my physics background. So I love books and reading and doing research. And I think preschool is for me. I don't know where I'm supposed to go really, but I think preschool is okay. And that was this kind of sign from God. So I just entered my, my seminary in Poland. Okay. In my home diocese, diocese of Kalisz. And I got accepted. And so, uh, but I was like, I need to do something significant, like a bridge be- between my former life and my future life. So I did Camino de Santiago in Spain for a month, you know, walking 500 miles for 30 days. Uh, in July, hot July. So it was a great experience. There, I came back uh, to Poland and I became a seminarian. So that was like the first step, and it was good. You know, I felt really great at the seminary. Uh, but still, I had this kind of thought like, this is it, I think, but not, not not like in Poland. I need to go somewhere. Like still, this missionary zeal. Yeah, somewhere. And at this point, my English was quite good because my parents uh, were forcing me to learn English since I was six. Okay, I was going to ask you that. Were you okay? Yeah, so I was like, my parents put a lot of money into my English. And I was like, if I don't use it, it's going to be just wasting, like wasting their money. Yeah. I don't want to do this and I want to respect my parents. And I think I would love to use English like in the future as a priest somewhere. So I just started Googling, uh, like, Polish seminaries outside of Poland. And one of them uh, popped out. It was uh, was St. Cyril and Methodius Seminary in Orchard Lake, Michigan. So this is the only one Polish-American seminary here in the United States. So we have just Polish Polish seminarians, but we study for different, you know, dioceses in, in in the States. So, uh, after two years of being, you know, in my home diocese or my home seminary yeah uh through like one year of prayer and talking to my spiritual director uh, i got so many signs from god but this is what i'm supposed to do and i was so convinced to go to the states yeah and i told my parents again this time they were really okay with this with this idea so it's not the jungle yeah and you can go to the u.s so my mom she was (laughs) like do it yeah i'm like wow yeah so I applied, I got accepted, and I had to spend uh, one year uh, in Krakow. There is like a, a Polish house for the seminary. So when you apply, you have to stay there for at least a year so you can improve your English. Okay. 
you learn about American culture, you know, and then after one year, they look at you if you fit in and then tell you, okay, you can go to the States and become a seminarian. So that's why I had to spend one year in Poland, in Krakow. And then I got accepted and I came here at August 2015, six years ago. And how long were you in Michigan? Next four years. The next four years. Yeah, so just theology. Uh, so I was studying theology in, in Orchard Lake. Uh, everything was in English. I think, you know, the whole program is in English. Uh, we have just one, one Polish mass on Saturday. So, you know, it's like have still good to have like contact with your native language, but still the whole thing is in English. And I spent four years in, in Michigan. And then so through that program, then you do you get to kind of weigh in like, oh, I want to be in Colorado or, yeah. or is it kind of like, I guess two questions. So one, when you're in Poland and you're going through that, do you have to, and you were a seminarian out there in your first two years, do you have to get approval from your archbishop out there to request to go to the Michigan in the U.S.? And then when you're in the U.S., how did you land in Denver? So when I came to, to Orchard Lake, Michigan, and I was a freshman, the goal is, but you don't have a diocese. You don't have like a place yeah. to be here because the seminary, it's just like for one, two, three, four years. Yeah. And then you have to become a priest somewhere. So the goal is to, when you are a freshman to find uh, a bishop who would love you to have, you know, in his diocese in Whoa. the future. So as a freshman for each break, you have to travel somewhere and basically be invited by the bishop or vocations director and, you know, just go there, see uh, if you like the place, if they like you. I always say, but it was kind of like dating. You yeah, know, it needs to I was be, just thinking that. Yeah, so yeah, I can like it, the place, you know, oh, I love, let's say, I don't know, New York City, but yeah. let's say bishop doesn't like me or he like, he's like, oh, we have enough like Polish priests. So that's why um, for Thanksgiving break, I was invited to Springfield, Illinois. Okay. Bishop Paprocki. Uh, he is a bishop of Springfield and he speaks Polish. Uh, he was a former auxiliary bishop of Chicago. And so he invited me there for Thanksgiving break. So it was like one week. And after one week, he said, Vitold, because I was still the seminarian, he was like, you know, if you want to become a like, seminarian and then priest here in the future in Springfield, I will accept you. Oh, wow. Okay. But I need to go somewhere else, you know, I need to see other places. Yeah. Then for Christmas break, it was extended one month. So I divided, you know, the whole break into two, two weeks in Denver and then two weeks in Manchester, New Hampshire. Whoa. So I came here for Christmas 2015. Uh, two weeks great. I was at St. Anne's in Arvada, Shrine of St. Anne's with yep. another Polish priest father, uh, Piotr. And so I spent there, you know, two weeks experiencing American Christmas for the very first time. <laughs> it was interesting. And then, and then I, at the end of my two week, uh, you know, uh, stay here, I had a meeting with Archbishop Aquila and he said, basically after like 20 minutes, you know, if you want to be here like seminary and priest in the future, I will accept you. Wow. I'm like, okay, but I'm going to Manchester, you know, to see if I liked New Hampshire. Yeah. So I went uh, for New Year's Eve to Manchester. Uh, there is a Bishop Libashi in a Slovakian last name. He was born in New York, but his grandparents, I think, came from Slovakia. So he likes really, you know, Polish people. So he invited me. 
Wow. Super nice bishop. You know, I think he's like one of the best I've ever met in my life. Really friendly and so on. And after two weeks, he said the same. You know, if you want to become a priest <laughs> in Manchester, I will accept. I'm like, okay, but I have one more, one more visit to do. And that was uh, the Holy Week. Okay. Easter break. And I was invited to Fairbanks, Alaska. Whoa. By Bishop Chad Zielinski. So he's from Michigan, but his grandparents were from Poland. So Zielinski, last name is still there. He doesn't speak Polish, but he was an Air Force chaplain in Alaska. And then he was just a priest. And then Pope Francis appointed him the bishop of Fairbanks. And wow. so he had to stay as a bishop. Then he invited me to come and see. So I went for the Holy Week to Fairbanks. Uh, they sent me to one of the best parishes uh, in, in the diocese. And I asked him, like, what, what makes, you know, this parish the best? They said, oh, they have electricity and running water. So <laughs> it was great. And I'm like, okay. So they sent me to the Polish priest. And I spent the Holy Week with the Polish priest. Uh, and then I still remember this best, the best experience, Good Friday. We have a liturgy in the church. And we come back to the rectory. And I'm asking him, like, Father, what? What are we going to eat? You know, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I have a salmon, but I caught like in that river behind the rectory. <laughs> he was, he was a hunter, you know, he didn't buy meat. Yeah. He always, he... yeah. So I still remember that was the best salmon I have ever had in my life, even to this day. No way. And I was like, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I know it's Good Friday, but this is the best <laughs> salmon I have ever had. So, but anyway, after the whole week, uh, I met with Bishop Zielinski and he said the same. If you want to become a seminary and priest in Fairbanks in the future, I will accept you. I'm like, okay, I have four bishops. You have four choices now. Yeah, and now it's actually my turn to choose one. And after like a week or two, I was like, I think Denver is the best. You know, it's not just because like people, but even like you have to always look at like if you like the weather. Yeah. Uh, and that was like the main point for me. Like I want to have four seasons. Yep. Like in Poland, almost the same weather. And I love the mountains. So okay. Denver actually won the whole. Uh, uh, you know, out of thing. the four locations, what is Denver most similar to where you're from in Poland? Yeah. So I always say Denver for me looks like Poland. Okay. It's wow. the same, same weather uh, climate. It's a little bit drier here but it's it's fine with me right now and we have the the mountains which yeah. i always wanted to have wow so that was the the point you know i got accepted yep and 2016 summer and uh, i became a seminarian for denver but well i had to go back to michigan to finish my college there so i was still studying in michigan at the polish american seminary but for denver so every summer I spent here doing different ministries or summer internships. Yeah. So like Catholic Charities, uh, Totus Tus, which was funny, five years ago, 2016, when I got accepted, uh, then Father Ryan O'Neill became a vocations director and they, they told me to do Totus Tus for the whole summer. And I spent one week at St. Louis as a seminarian. That's funny. Okay. I was, I remember I was sitting with the kids in the first pew, like for the mass. <laughs> I'm like, oh, interesting church. Yep. Five years later, I became a parochial vicar. That's there, right. So. Full circle. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then how time-wise, I'm just trying to figure this out too. Poland right now is how many hours ahead? 
Eight. Eight hours ahead. Um, and what is it like now that you've been out? So you've been out here since 2015. Mm-hmm. So you're going on six years out here and your brother and your family still in yep. Poland. Mm-hmm. This is where like when I really started kind of thinking, then the interesting part about this is the backstory for anyone listening is I really haven't gotten a chance to know you that well. You, you basically started like pretty much the same week as my bike accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this really is me genuinely getting to know you as well. But um, when I really started kind of think about you and your position, how ch- like for me, it's one thing when you go like, you know, like my wife studied abroad in Italy mm-hmm. and you're there for six months. Like you're here now, you're here for good, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're going to be in Colorado. Um, like how often do you get to go home and how often can you talk to you? I mean, I'm sure you talk to your family all the mm-hmm. time, but like, what is kind of the day in and day out life looking back of like, man, you really left everything back in Poland mm-hmm. and how often can you go back and, and, and really do you have the desire to go back all that often? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. Cause now we live in this post COVID world even. Yeah. Actually right now I, I was supposed to be in Poland. Wow. Two weeks. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't go because like still covered the restrictions. So still, of course, I'm a Polish citizen, so I could go to Poland. But, you know, I'm still, you know, I've been a priest for just for two years. So from a like low point of view, I'm like a, just like a tourist for U.S. government. All and right. The Archdiocese just started the green card process for me this May, but it's going to take uh, maximum two years. Yeah. And now it's even covered. So basically I could go to Poland, but I wouldn't be back. Oh. And I told Father Brian, but you know, that's, that's what it is. And he said, you know, don't go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fine with me. <laughs> totally. It's you and Sean, you know, Father Sean, so you can stay and work. You know, I can be in Poland for, you know, I don't know how long. So yeah. it was like, I cannot go. And I had to call my mom and, and explain to her, like, I wish I could go, but it's not going to happen. So, well... I, when it's like before COVID, like once a year for two weeks, that that's enough for me to okay. go see my parents. Did your parents get to come out here when you were ordained? Yeah. My mom, she, she got her, her visa then, uh, okay. tourist visa. So she, uh, she came, my dad couldn't come cause he, two years ago, he had a hip replacement surgery. So oh, he wow. was like, Vital, I, I wouldn't be able to sit like for eight hours in a yeah. plane. So. He was like, I will wait for you here in Poland. <laughs> so that's what happened. But yeah, so my mom came here and she attended the ordination at the cathedral and she even read the first reading in Polish. No way. And yeah, so, and even, you know, all the people like, you know, the Americans and like people who don't speak Polish, like, oh, that was really good. And like, but you didn't understand, like, but we could see like how my mom really took this seriously to totally. read like, in Poland and it was of course of course it was live stream so my family you know were watching uh, uh, you know the ordination mass in Poland on the TVs you know it's 8 hours so it was 10am here 6pm in Poland yep. on Saturday which is a great timing and then uh, people could understand something so then I remember that my mom said that when she came back home uh, you know all of like her sisters and friends were calling her like oh it was great you know you know you read you know perfectly in polish you know so she was really really proud of her job so totally when you go home and you're there for two weeks can you 
Do you practice or do you uh, celebrate mass mm-hmm. in yeah, Poland? So, yeah, so I go to my home parish, which okay. is like 10 minutes yeah. walk from, from my home. And I just go to my pastor there and I say, Father, you know, I'm back for like two weeks and I, I say mass daily. So, you know, if you want me to, to you know, take some Help of out. the intentions or, you know, join you to come celebrate mass, he's always okay. So I always go there for like a morning mass, 7 or 6.30 a.m., and I and I say the mess in Polish, and then I have you know all day, you know free, so I can do something and go to visit my friends. But that's always the goal: going just to Poland for two weeks. It's enough for me right now. Yeah, and I see if I'm there like more than two weeks, it's it's getting like um I I want to go back home because this is home right now. Yeah. So yeah, two weeks, two weeks. But it's already it's been two years since I saw my parents and friends. Yeah after my ordination and then COVID came a year ago in March so a year ago I couldn't go this year I cannot that's go. right I don't know what's going to happen next year so we will see wow um do you still keep in contact with the ex-girlfriend funny uh <laughs> right before I uh, my diaconate ordination because I have her like on my Facebook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I see what's going on her like in her life. Yeah. So I was just sending like a live stream invitation from her archdiocese to all of my friends on Facebook. Yeah. And so she was one of the like friends on Facebook. So I sent her. And then we just like, we were like chatting for a while. Like, oh, you know, what's going on with you? And like, oh, I'm becoming a deacon. So like a priest next year. And then I'm going to be here in Denver. And she was she 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 just did her phd in math and she speaks you know english and spanish because she was studying abroad in spain so we are really smart girl uh still she lives i know but she lives in warsaw poland got it but it's been a while since i really talked to her yeah so yeah um here's kind of like so my probably bigger biggest question it sounds like you're very you were very um adventurous kind of a lack of a better word but you really aspired to go out to the u.s and and do that what is it like when you walked into just take our lady of lords for example and do you feel the pressure of being like oh you know i I need to make sure my pronunciation i'm a foreign priest these are new parishioners i don't know anybody Mm -hmm. like what is it day one walking into the church going to celebrate mass do you like thrive in that moment are you nervous what is it like um because i I mean as a parishioner you're kind of like man what are we what are we getting what do we expect what what can we expect from the foreign priests any of that kind of stuff what is it like being in your shoes yeah another great question because the first two years i was at christ the king so i think when i was leaving christ the king like this june a lot of parishioners told me father you have changed a lot how so uh because i'm i'm like an introvert okay you know so like spending time with people with let's say a huge crowd you know it takes so much energy from me yeah and uh, I've, I've never been like this kind of like social guy got it but as a priest kind of you have to force yourself because you know when you say mass then you preach and uh, then you have all these events you yep. have to show up you know talk <laughs> yeah. to this, 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 this. Uh, so i've learned a lot at christ the king so okay. when, you know i through the mistakes that i made and now I knew like what I have to do and what you know, sometimes I have to kind of force myself like to, you know, going outside. Yep. So 
that's why what I did my first weekend at Lourdes, and I, I, I think that it works. This is, you know, how it worked at Christ the King, like humor and sometimes jokes. I mean, they helped me to really become like friends with people and parishioners. Yeah. And they can see, but I'm not a really like serious priest. And I just want to be like human first. And then yes. like, when I can become like the father for them, you know, so that was my approach. And that's why the first weekend at Lourdes, uh, it was like, you know, I want to be like the part of your lives. Yeah. So I, that's why I said like, you need to invite me for dinners. Because <laughs> I don't cook. Break the ice. Yeah. Father Brian cooks. He's a great one. Father Sean cooks. I just microwave stuff. I just and eat you make some great cappuccinos. And uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I said, <laughs> you know what? You have to invite me for dinners because I'm hungry. Yeah, I need food. I don't cook, so figure it out. And I hate blue cheese. <laughs> That's one thing you have to know. And this is how you know. Even it's been two months already. Yeah. And even kids from school remember, oh, Father Vitam doesn't like blue cheese. Totally. And we got so many invitations. So I and Father Father Sean usually we go for a dinner, the families. And that was the goal for me because I know that like spending time with people really uh, it helps me to remember their names, you know, yep. faces, and yeah. their like life stories and so i just want to be the part of their families and by this kind you know thing i can do it and so then let's say i have to preach about something difficult it's much easier you know because totally. they know me who i am and so that's what i learned on christ the king plus you know being a foreign priest uh, there is a let's say it gives me a lot of advantages and disadvantages you know the first one is of course a language itself english yep. so that's why i was like since i was six i i learned english yeah i mean and, i have to applaud you for that you have phenomenal english oh, thank you and so i was like really serious about developing my my you know language skills yeah so i learned a lot of at the seminary in michigan and then you know at the new parish and like here so i feel like I'm really kind of ready and I feel more, more confident, you know, day by day. Yeah. And being here at Lourdes and St. Louis, like I see myself, you know, even like a couple of days ago, I talked to someone like, I see that I have changed. Mm -hmm. I was this shy guy coming from foreign country, you know, new world. Now I just, I just, you know, uh, love being here. And, you know, I think I really got adapted into like the culture and the language. And it just helps me, helps me to preach and then be a better priest day by day. Totally. That's what it is. And I just, I just love, you know, being out here at Lourdes and St. Louis and again, meeting new people, which is always the challenge for all the introverts. They know how yep. it works, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then I feel even now that I don't have to force myself, which is weird. Like, I just want to go out now. Interesting. And like doing like podcasts or like doing like, you know. I have another interview next week at Catholic Radio and and just like I I love that now being outside and talking and meeting new people, which is weird for me even. Like yeah. that's not me. <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe God's grace, I would say, but I really, I really love this and I love preaching. And preaching really helps me to to get the message, of course, of the you know, good news. And a lot of people here at Lourdes told me that, you know. I, sometimes I behave like a comedian, <laughs> kind of. 
And why? Because I love stand-up. Okay. And I, I think stand-up really helps me, you know, using some jokes, usually from my own life. Yeah. To really, you know, get the, get the message to the people. And humanize you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I talked to Father Brian and that's my experience. Because when, when I was a teenager sitting in the pew, listening like in Poland to the, all these homilies, sometimes they're literally bad. Like the priest comes out and he just like, you know, he talks about like serious stuff. But there's like just just this like uh, vocabulary it's from like theology books and like totally. people just are falling asleep. I still remember like the first pastor at my home parish, really good priest, but you know he was terrible at preaching. And I was like a kid. I was sitting next to my parents. My dad was always you know was sleeping. He yeah. was always sleeping. <laughs> and then you know you just you have this silence after the homily. And then people like, so, okay, let us stand to profess our faith. I'm like, my dad like, okay, oh, okay, oh. okay, okay. <laughs> I believe in one God. I'm like, yeah. So I was like, I don't want to be the priest like this. Totally. I want people to really listen you. to me. And it's, it's, I think stand-up really helps me sometimes. And, and I know that humor and jokes, you know, when they can be used, they really help. And that's why I was like, if I want to do this, I need to go deep into American culture. Yeah. Language is one thing, but I, I wasn't born here. I didn't go to high school here. So I don't know like all the like jokes and like culture stuff and movies. I need to go really deep into this so then I can use them in my homilies maybe. So people will be like, oh, this like Polish priest really understands our culture. So uh, just recently because of COVID, I, I discovered the office yeah you no know, the sitcom <laughs> i love this and so much humor and it, I, I would say this is the best thing that i have ever watched like in my life like sitcom wise yeah this is this is thing and i just i've watched this like uh, you know series like many many times so yep. i know these jokes you know by heart right now <laughs> and sometimes i use them i love to behave sometimes like michael scott and it really helps like with the interaction with people and, uh, you know, with the families, when I go out, you know, for a dinner with someone, it really helps. And all the movies, plus, you know, when I watch the movies or like, you know, sitcoms, I always watch them you know, because like I want to improve my language, yeah. the English one. You know, so the thing is, what, that's what I was told when I was studying English. I mean, it works for any language. If you want to be really, um, let's say this kind of person that people will be like, oh, you know, this priest or just that this person is really good, you know, at our language is first of all, jokes, you know, and then idioms. Okay. So that's what I was taught. If you know a lot of idioms and when you use them, people see like, you know, you went really deep in yeah. like language. Not just like, you know, because there's one thing talking about what I had for dinner yesterday. But then it's another thing, you know, preaching about, you know, Jesus on Sunday using some American jokes and it really helps because then I use the culture itself. Totally. And so when I came here, I'm like, that's the new like stage for me, you know, new, you know, new development stage because I'm the only one that's a Polish priest because Father Brian's American and Father Sean. Yep. So, and I told myself. I can use this, but I am Polish, you know, I, you know, language is my second, English is my second language. <clears throat> I can use this as my advantage. 
okay i will never preach like father brian because like i wasn't born here so yeah. i know a lot of stuff and so but i was born in poland different culture and as a foreign person even here i see differently you know stuff i can compare two cultures that's right find some different you know uh, uh, outcomes so this is what i was like i need to use this sometimes when i preach at lourdes at st louis i always say that like, oh i have learned a new like expression like even last week at st louis <laughs> i'm like guys my day off is friday and i've recently actually learned like tgif yeah <laughs> like thanks god it's friday it works for me that's right i'm like yeah so i you know this is i you know i've been learning english for 25 years but every day you can learn the new thing that's right this is how you know any i mean you can learn you know any language for the whole of your life but the point is really to to get better and better and better so now after like being six years here you know spending four years in, in college and then two years here in colorado really as a priest i think you know and now i really really feel that that's that's home and like i feel good here you know and then even language is not an obstacle anymore like right. i understand everything there are always some new words like oh i've never heard this one before but you know through the context i know what it means so this is how you learn through the experience and then and then i just feel like you know i'm i'm at home you know that this is finally uh what 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 you know if you learn any language or you live in different country not the one you were born uh, you you have to approach this point like yeah i feel great here like and then that's why like some people ask me father do you miss like home poland family i'm like yeah but i live here yeah and now this has become I, home for you yeah and so i talked to my parents i called them i try to do it at least once a week or maybe even twice a week sometimes even daily if yeah. i have time but i always called them and and actually it really helped because i have some of them great stories for my homilies totally um, and so actually two weeks ago i used one because my mom she wanted to change a you know they have a bathtub in the bathroom so my mom she's like and my parents are in their 60s so she said no yeah we want to have like shower cabin because it's much easier to get in yeah and that's what she wants to do but my dad got upset because he loves like taking bath once a week, like Saturday evening. I remember nice. when I was a kid, nice. Saturday evening, he goes there for an hour. Yeah. And he sits there, you know, and so he was kind of upset, like, uh, losing my, yeah. my tub time. But my mom, she's like, you know, we need to do this. And so I called her and I'm like, you know, what's up, you know, what, what you're doing? And she said, oh, your dad is upset, you know. Up to me i'm like what happened so then i feel really like the father like you know i have kids in poland like, that's right what happened what has he done <laughs> oh no and then she said we wanted yeah i want to change this and anyway she said then i called the two days later she was like yeah he's okay now he he agreed so we will do it we will do it so i use it for the marriage yeah like, it's not always sweet you know and that's why you know like emotions and feelings can be gone but marriage is about the decision. Totally. And so I use my like my life as a kid when I've experienced, you know, the the, the way my my parents they loved each other. So I just use a lot of this stuff from my childhood, school, high school uh, into my homilies, and they really work. 
it it's so good to know that <clears throat> poor homilies <laughs> it's a worldwide thing not just us but i definitely respect the fact that you've you've taken it upon yourself to really try to hone in on that based on your experience mm -hmm. and especially for me being a new guy to the faith it's been something that's kind of been a you know i came from more of the protestant big church background where it's a mm -hmm. big production mm -hmm. um and it's, that's super uh, interesting to hear you say that. Um, what would be, can you like in one, I'm so curious, in one way kind of say, what's the biggest difference culturally as you've started to really dive in and make this your home compared to Poland? Like, and I would say primarily from the standpoint of when you said, when you, it jokes kind of humanize you, especially when delivering a, a, an important, like a mm -hmm. deep homily a message. Do you notice any differences between delivering those type of messages here versus in Poland? Yeah. So actually I preached about this a couple of weeks ago here at Lourdes. Uh, people in Poland are so serious. I was going to ask you it. You don't joke. You yeah. don't joke. You don't. You don't say hello on the street. You don't do this. And <laughs> when I came here, I was like, hello, how are you? I'm like, my, like, I remember my first month in Michigan. I was like, this is so weird, you know, like, how are you, you know, you know, like, why do you want to know, like, <laughs> why? I'm like, then I'm like, oh, how are you? It's just like, hello, like, how are you? It's just like, they don't really care how I'm fine, you know, if I'm fine, it's just an expression. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it was kind of, you know, learning experience. Yeah. And then, yeah, I preached about this here at Lourdes, like, uh, you have, you can find some Polish priests in Poland who try to joke yeah not many of them and usually it's 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 so serious i mean the whole homily usually and which is the message is great and the, the theology but still people don't remember really what you said when you were a priest and when you were preaching in poland so it was like kind of like interesting when i went back home for for christmas like two years ago or three years ago as a deacon yeah as a deacon you can preach okay i was there for christmas i could preach so my pastor he was like uh, joking with me and he said you know trying to pretend to be an american so if you want to be kind of american in poland you have to do this with your mouth and then you are american <laughs> and then of course you know cowboy hat and you know because for us like being american is like being from texas okay oh that's funny yeah so he said like oh can you preach like american priest i'm like yeah <clears throat> I don't want to make fun of the liturgy, you know, but right. I will preach. You know, that's fine. I'm a deacon. I can do it. So I remember uh, he was the main celebrant and I was preaching as a deacon. I was, I think, St. Stephen, St. Stephen, you know, which is December 2026. 20, okay. St. Stephen. So I was preaching about, you know, uh, his martyrdom and how he died. He gave me witness to, the, to Christ and, you know, he was the deacon, I said, but it's a privilege because that's actually the first time when I preach in Polish, in Poland, and I'm a deacon. Yeah. And Stephen was wow. a deacon. So I preached just maybe for like five, ten minutes because he asked me to do it shortly. Yeah. And I remember after the whole mess, we came back to the sacristy. So you have like in the sacristy, you have the sacristan, two parochial vicars. We have always like three seminarians from my parish. Wow. Everybody's like, you know, like, maybe even 10 people and we bowed we bowed to the cross you know thanks be to god and then my pastor he turned to like the people in the sacristy and he said like in polish 
that was the best homily I have ever heard in this parish. Wow. I'm like, I'm just the deacon. And yeah, all the priests were like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? It was so funny. And <laughs> I, I just remember it was great experience. So but why? Because that's what you say. Why? Uh, I used, I used, I think one or two jokes. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't so serious. And that's the point. I, I showed them that I'm a human still. Yeah. Because. I think in Poland still you have this kind of uh, approach like priests are really like higher in a society okay. kind of. Yep. So people usually see us on Sundays, you know, fancy dressed and we preach about, you know, tough stuff and something important in God. And then you don't see us like, you know, Monday to, through Saturday. And so uh, that's thing, you know, I think this is how priests are, you know, uh, pictured, let's say in Poland. So I was like, no, we are regular human beings, you know, we have hobbies, we want to have fun. We, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, tell jokes, people, and I just want to do this. And sometimes, yeah, and that's why I was like, I want to do this here in the United States, you know, be this kind of not, not like Polish priest, serious all the time. And so I preach at Lourdes and St. Louis now a couple of times and many parishioners approached me after the mass and they were like, Father, you are, you don't behave like a Polish priest. That's, yes. I'm like, yes, that was my goal. The that biggest compliment me. you get because that, yeah. when I, again, when I was thinking about this podcast and having you on and it, I mean, candidly, it, before you got here and again, I, I knew very little of foreign priests or of any of that stuff had worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is that stigma around a Polish priest that's going to be very strict, you know, very cut and dry, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And then as I've gotten to know you, I'm like, wait a second, I've never once thought that about you. Um, but, and it sort of made me curious of like, do you have to overcome that hurdle mm-hmm. more often than not when you walk into a new situation? Like, oh, everyone's going to think I'm going to be super strict. Um, almost like I would kind of view it in my own way of like militaristic of like, you know, this is what we're doing. Stand now, kneel here, do this and that. And I've had, I have not had that experience with you. And I mm-hmm. find it just so interesting that that's kind of the stereotype around a Polish mm-hmm. priest or, you know, anyone from Poland anyways. Yeah. I think that, that that's the true, you know, we are always pictureless, you know, so strict and like kind of German style. <laughs> uh, and so, sometimes people when ask me, oh, father, you know, you have an accent. Where are you from? And I was like, guess. Yeah. And they always like, they always say like Germany, Russia, or, you know, Ukraine, like one of the Eastern countries. I'm like, no, you like, you should all around. I'm from Poland. You know, I'm like, okay. You know, that was like, yeah. Okay. Poland. So that was, that was my goal. Yeah. But you know, when I'm a priest here, I want to be, behave still. I mean, I'm Polish 100%, but you know, I want to really, if I'm supposed to live here for the rest of my life. I, I need to adapt, not like the culture to me. So I need to become American style priest, still having my Polish roots. So yeah. that was my goal. And that's why we have the seminary in Michigan. So we bring Polish seminarians, guys in their like 20s. Yeah. You know, right after high school sometimes. So these guys are still young and there is greater chance, but they will adapt. Adapt but and do it. If you bring up, you know, even... 30 something year old priest from Poland, but he what he studied in Poland, he was born, raised, and he comes here to, you know, to be a priest, you can have problems. Yeah. Not just with language, but then with cultural, you know, approach. And that was that was the goal of my seminary in Michigan. 
but we bring young guys so they can do this as the you know young guys as the seminarians they can adapt to the culture so then when they become priests they can you know behave like american priests but still with polish roots totally. and that was, was the goal and the goal was with me was me you know to really do this really do this uh, everywhere mm -hmm. With all these dinners you have now, do you, do you have a, or do you find it important to maintain a group of Polish, whether it's priests or friends, laity, whatever, mm -hmm. um, within Denver? Like, mm -hmm. do you take time to still kind of connect that way? Or do you not find that as valuable when you're out there just putting yourself out there in extroverted ways? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh I have a couple of Polish friends, but I don't really feel like I need to... You don't need that. I don't... I, I could be here at least like, you know, 24-7, not seeing none, you know, someone who speaks Polish. Or even yeah. call my parents sometimes. I feel fine. Yeah. I feel fine. I As I said, you know, there we have like here in Denver, uh, like 12 or 13 Polish priests. But what's weird, I would say, we don't have really like a community. Okay. Like we don't like meet like once a month for like dinner. Have like, a Polish dinner together. You know, I have a couple <laughs> of Polish priests. Yeah, I go to and, yeah. you know, uh, and just like want to spend time with them. But uh, I don't feel really like I need to do this. So, you know, I feel better. As you've, um, as we start to wrap up here, as you've, um, I mean, you really touched my heart with your connection to the office. And that is... Uh, one of the bigger fights Steph, my wife and I get into is I love that show. That's my like, mm -hmm. no matter what time of day or what we're doing, I'm, I'm feeding the baby. I have the office on cause I get zone out to it. Mm -hmm. as, as you've started to adapt here at Lords in St. Louis, have you started to look at the staff and compare them? Have you noticed like, Oh, Dwight is so-and-so mm -hmm. or father Brian is, yeah. have you seen any of that? Not really, actually, <laughs> but I, was, yeah, I, I can do it. I can do it. Even when I was leaving Christ the King, yeah. the parish staff, they knew that I loved the office. Yeah. So they got me the, the Mac. You know, the world's best. Yeah. <laughs> but the, instead of having bus, they put priests. Yes. Yes. Best. And I have this actually Mac in my office here at Lourdes. I was supposed to bring it here and say, like Michael <laughs> Scott says, like, I think that pretty sums it up, you know. Like, That's so. right. But no, I just... I. Uh, I learned a lot through this through this sitcom because it uh, you know a lot of jokes. Yep. Sometimes you know American jokes, and uh, I was watching the, the the whole series in like with with English subtitles. Yeah. Because the point is, it helps me to learn some idioms. As I said, you know, I hear how native speakers you know pronounce something, but I just want to see. It yeah. helps me to remember stuff. So. Sometimes when I was watching and I, I I had time, I was like pausing and then just, you know, taking a note like, oh, I, I have a note this one, you know, like, okay. And I just written it down. Wow. And I'm like, okay, next. And then I'm watching the episode, you know, and that's why it was so funny because then really I started watching this without subtitles because sometimes I was watching this on my computer, so not from the app, uh, but then... Sometimes I couldn't get the subtitles from the internet. Yep. So I was kind of forced to watch it without subtitles. And I had to really, you know, listen to what they were saying. And I was still laughing. And sometimes I had to pause the episode because I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I need to stop, you know, and then watch it again. It was so funny still. Uh, 
I think this this sitcom, which is weird to say, I would, I would think, but it really helped me to, I think, you know, develop as a priest, like as a human being, yeah. I would say, you know, with people now, because as an introvert, you are always like, you don't want to say something, you know? So like, even when you're a group of people, you usually you're a quiet one. Yep. You just sit, yeah. you're sit like, you don't want to be asked anything. You can talk when you are asked, but like by yourself, you don't do this. So now through this like sitcom, I feel sometimes doing like Michael Scott approach, like saying something stupid, you know, and the people are laughing, you know, like going to the school, you know, like uh, even yesterday I went to the classrooms to the kids and behaving like Michael Scott sometimes like, hello kids, you yeah, know, yeah. it's your favorite <laughs> priest. Who is your favorite priest? And like, and I, I said, who's your favorite priest? And some one girl, she's like, Father Brian. I'm like, what? Are you will change your mind. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I will be the best. Okay. Like this, Max says. I'm yes. Like, but this is, this is what I love because I think like jokes, in my case, I mean, they help me to really get through and not just homilies, but like talking to the people and so on. And so, and plus we have the office here, really. So That's it right. would be a great thing maybe to look who is who. I do it all the time. Angela, That's know, right. <laughs> who's uh, John and you know Dwight and I would be great. Who is Toby? You know. That's HR, right. Maybe Harry. I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I literally I watch it and I'm like every episode it changes for me. But I love to try to pin FB. Mm -hmm. It's like my game of like who is Father Brian from The Office. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love this show. It helped me a lot. And wow, that's yeah. fascinating. Being here at Lourdes and St. Louis, it's great. Uh, good change, I would say. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, as they call you when you are a priest, they just tell you, oh, you're going there, like the new parish. That's right. And that's not the question. You just have to go. So you have no other choices, but uh, you don't know what, what, how it's going to be. And the people, the new environment and parishioners and stuff. And so, but it's been just two months, but it's great. I love this place. And uh it's awesome. Wow. Why well, I, I truly admire you for your courage. Um, I think it's one entering the priesthood, even, you know, in your state, let alone country, mm -hmm. um, everything you've done in that. I just find it so fascinating uh, that you ended even to that point. Like, we don't know how long you'll be at Lords, mm -hmm. and we don't know what your next assignment will be or any of that kind of stuff. And you're always in that mode of saying yes and getting mm -hmm. out there. And um, I think you really are honing that craft. And so, um, anyway, especially any of the parishioners listening, invite Father Vitold over and yes, get to know him. Because no blue cheese. That's right. No blue cheese. <laughs> they know this. I know. Well, we'll keep reiterating it because <laughs> otherwise you'll end up with a plate of blue cheese. Um, well, thank you for coming on. We'll definitely have you thank back because uh, I'm going to pick your brain in more than just the culture aspect of it. But um I appreciate it. And please email in if you have questions uh, for Father Vitold and or anything with rant. It's rant at lordsdenver.org. Like, subscribe, pass it on to your friends, and we will talk to you guys soon.